Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. To another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama, Word of Faith, the Word Church. We're going to spend this week talking about domestic violence. That seems to be in the news a lot right now with what's going on with uh, the NFL and uh, other news that is taking place. It is going to be very important as we talk about this issue for everybody to understand we're not just talking about the NFL. This is not just something that happens in the NFL and people say, oh, that's a violent sport, so this is why people are involved in this kind of behavior. The NFL is just a microcosm of the rest of the country. This is something that's happening all over our country. It happens with the rich. It happens with the poor. It happens with everybody in between. It happens in every neighborhood. happens in every religion. It is something that happens across the board. It is not something good. When you hear me say it's something that happens all over, that's not to say that it is a good thing. But don't ever think it only happens in one race or one ethnicity or one socioeconomic class. This is a problem in our country that is across the board. Is there an answer? And we would say that clearly there is an answer. And the answer is to be found in Jesus. But I guess the answer to every sin that we have is to be found in Jesus. And so we're going to look at at the Bible, what the Bible has to say about um, domestic violence, about how a husband should treat his wife. And uh, we're going to begin that today by looking at Ephesians chapter 5. Now, it is an interesting thing to me. Verse 22 does not talk about how a husband is to treat his wife. It talks about the wife. It says, wives, submit to your husband as to the Lord. I know a number of men have talked to a number of men who don't know anything else about the Bible except that it says somewhere in it, wives, submit to your husband. They take that to mean that he is the boss, that she is to do whatever he says. And nothing could be farther from the truth. They hear a verse about the man is the head of the household. And they think think that means that he is the boss once again. And they think, oh, I'm the head of the household. She's supposed to submit to me. That means that I can sit on the couch and tell her, woman, get me a beer. Woman, get me a sandwich. Woman, do this. And she's got to do it because I'm the head of the household and she's supposed to submit to me. Guys, you are not in a headship of privilege. You are in a headship of responsibility. You are responsible for the things that go on in that house. You are not privileged to to boss everybody around. You are not privileged to tell everyone what to do. You are responsible as the head of the house. 
I make a lot of guys mad sometimes <laughs> when I say, if your 18-year-old doesn't know anything about the Bible, you fail. If your 18-year-old leaves home and doesn't know how to read, you failed. They don't know how to do math, you failed. Because a lot of men think, well, that's the church's role. The church's role is to teach them about God, and if they don't know anything about him, then the church failed. Or it's the school's responsibility to teach them about math and science and English, and if they don't know any of those things, well, then the school failed them. Guys, you failed them. You have been called by God as the head of the household to be responsible for the things that happen in your household. It is not your wife's job. It is not your children's job. God has tasked you as the head of the house to be responsible. Are there things your wife does better than you? You bet. There are things that my wife does better than me every day. And yet the things that happen in that household are ultimately my responsibility. I look at it kind of like the captain on a ship. It doesn't matter if he's in his bunk sleeping. Something happens on that ship. He's the guy that's responsible. And that's where we are as men. Go past that wives submit to your husband to verse 25. And he says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. And we're going to look at some of the rest of the verses as this week goes on. But I want to look today and talk for just a minute here Husbands, love your wives as just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's how we're supposed to love our wives, guys. We're supposed to be willing to give ourselves up for her. And once again, I hear men say, well, you know, I protect my wife with my life. I, if somebody was going to get after her, I would protect her with my life. That's great. But this giving yourself up happens on a daily basis where you're willing to to not have your way, where you're not having to always get your way, to be willing to give yourself up, to say, you know what, I'd really like to, to go here today. And she says, no, I'd really like to stay home and do this. Or she says, I would like to go here. And you say, I want to stay home. And you're willing to give yourself up. You're willing to give up what you want for her. If we did that, if men were much more willing to live as God has wanted us to live and to treat our wives as God wants us to treat them, this whole idea of wives submit to your husband would take on a different thing. Because what wife wouldn't want to submit to a husband who was always looking out for her and always wanting to give himself up for her? But because we oftentimes are not willing to give ourselves up, we're not willing to give in, it becomes very hard for wives sometimes to submit to their husband as God would want them to live or, or would want them to submit. But guys, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Vince. And, and that's a lot of revelation in just that verse of Scripture. Husband, husbands love your wives 
as Christ so loved the church. And the church is not a building. We talked about that last week. It's people. And we understand that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, as a sin sacrifice for humanity. That's the type of love he's talking about. That That's that agape love. And again, the book of Ephesians, and I'd just like to say this. The man put in chapter designations in the Bible. The Bible was just should just flow. And, and I was, as you were speaking, I was looking at Ephesians uh, chapter 4. And sometimes when I read the Bible, I, I read backwards. So I'm going to go backwards from where we started off at, verse 22. Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head over the wife as also Christ is head over the church, which still is not a building but people. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to the Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands and everything. But but here's the deal. Christ was perfect. <laughs> and, and if we're to be imitators of God as dear children, follow me as I follow Christ. So Christ wouldn't, God looks at everybody equally. The, he, the scripture says he has no, there's no partiality. He's, He's no, no respecter of persons. persons. Yep. So so you got to know that. So now I'm going to go back because verse 21 says this in Ephesians 5:21. I'm going to work back. He says submitting to one another in the reverence of God. Uh-oh, now that that's a two part. Submitting to one another. Not just wives submitting, but cuz your wife can have wisdom too. She has the Holy especially if she's a Christian woman. The Holy Spirit dwells in her as well. And God can speak through in and through her as well, through his spirit. So, again, we have to understand that because he's no respected person. Now, look at verse, uh, I'm going to jump up to verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectively. Now, he's talking to Christians, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So, the will of the Lord also is for us to, I'm going to bounce back to Ephesians 4, verse 23. He says about the old man, but you have not so long learned Christ, verse 20, if indeed you have heard of him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which created was which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And again, we are to start thinking like God thinks. And God, yes, he says the man is head over the, the wife. And and I'm gonna say as the foundation, as the the home's foundation. Because everything should the man is supposed to help build the house. So he's the foundation, but God wants the man to have his knowledge. And do things his way. And his way is not beating on his wife. <laughs> God, he says, you know, be angry but sin not. So, and I tell women, I tell my wife to follow me as long as I'm following Christ. And I had to get a revelation of that. Because even ungodly people know that verse of scripture. Yeah, somehow men, yeah, men never just know, know anything about the Bible at all. Know some uh, word in there. Right, right. Well, man's ahead. Well, and, and that's Logos. That means I, I read that word. But the rhema of that word tells you, as Christ so loved the church. Now, you got to get a revelation of that. Right. You got to 
find out, understand what does that mean as Christ so loved the church and gave himself for her. So that's what he's talking about. So we need to grow up in that knowledge, get that understanding, and then we'll know how to relate with our wives and vice versa. Because, you know, God wants us to be like him. And he wants to treat our wife like Christ treats us. How does Christ treat us? Does he go upside our head when we uh, do something that's not pleasing? No, obviously he forgives. <laughs> we, we, we hope he, we want him to forgive, and he's understanding. Scriptures say he's long-suffering. Yeah, he's, he's not quick to anger. So, again, those are our characteristics. And we was talking, I heard you speaking earlier about, you know, we expect the world to train up our children. That's contrary to the word of God, too. He says, you Right. Train We're up a child in the way he should go, and when he's older, he won't part from it. So again, the father is the is the foundation of the home, which equates to the head of the household, just like Christ is head of the church. But the wife, and and this is biblical, the woman or the wife is is not lower than the man. Yes, she's the weaker vessel, as in strength, but they're one body. Jesus said, and God said, therefore, a man should leave his mother and father and be joined together with his wife, and the two shall become one. So that's why he said, love your wife just as you love your own body. He well, said, nobody see, ever we'll hated his own body. We'll verse 28 of this same yeah. chapter. So again, that's our job as believers, as Christians, to grow in the knowledge of the Lord's will, and then we go promote that lifestyle to the world. So that's why we're talking about this subject today of domestic violence, because we have a revelation of, how a husband and a wife supposed to relate to one another. And uh, we, we understand the Christian family. And God understands the Christian family because he created it. And he wants us to promote that. And in the Christian family, husbands aren't beating up wives. Or wives aren't beating up husbands. And, and, and it does children, the other way too. Yeah, and children have respect. That's God's original intent. Children have respect for parents. And God wants us to come to him for that wisdom and that knowledge. That's why that scripture over in Ephesians 5, 15, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Well, wisdom comes from God. And if God created the family, I'm pretty sure he know how he wanted it to flow or go. So we have to draw to him through his word and find out, well, what was God's uh, intent for the family? And he'll reveal it to you, you know, through rhema out of the word, through, through prayer, and, and he will give you other godly examples. There's men out there that don't do all that. There's men that probably used to do that. Now they got an understanding or a revelation, and they laid aside every weight and every See, sin. And, and I'm glad you said that because this is not the unforgivable sin. A lot of times people, <laughs> when they see an event like this or they hear about it or see a video like a lot of people saw a video last week that guy's lost forever no. that guy can Ooh. never be redeemed that guy should be out of the nfl forever he should be in jail forever are there consequences to the things that we do certainly um and he's paying some of those consequences at the same time we got to always remember that our god is a god of redemption he wants people to change we don't want to kick people while they're down and say, oh, they can never be any different than they are. Man, once you've done that, you'll never change. You'll never stop doing it. I hear people say that all the time. Once a guy does that, he'll never stop doing it. Maybe that's true in the human, 
Maybe that's true in the natural. Maybe that's true in our human nature. But that's why God gives us a new nature when we become a believer, so that we don't continue to do the same things. If you don't believe that a person can change, then what's the purpose of the gospel? Because that's all it's about. God's in the change business. He changes us from the old dead self we were and makes us alive with Christ. That's what he does. I I know a pastor, Pastor Tally. I believe he's in Michigan, him and his wife. And and they they tell the story. They're in ministry together. He's a pastor. She's a co-pastor. But they give their testimony to the world. They have a television ministry as well, and they have a worldwide ministry. But they give their testimony. They both say, man, me and my wife, we used to duke it out. She came after me with a knife. I think she stabbed him. But he said, you know, that was, they were, and we got to come to this revelation. The scripture says the God of this world has blinded the minds. He deceived you and make you think what you're doing is right. Scripture says there's a way that seems right to a man. But in the end, it's death. So we've all been guilty of it, of doing things that seem right to us. But once we got the revelation on it, once we've been enlightened, wow, I was wrong. I had to go back several times to my wife and say, you know what? Jeez, I was wrong on that one. Because when I first got saved, of course, I and my wife been saved seven, eight years previous to me. As soon as I got saved, I'm trying to revelate to her. I'm trying to tell her, but I'm looking through my perspective. <laughs> You know, my lenses are still cloudy. She's been illuminated for eight years. But but I had to go back later and, and say, you know what? I was wrong on that one. You're right. And, and you have, that's a real man. That's, you get to be able to say, you know what? Hey, I'm not Holy Ghost Junior. I don't know everything. You know, that's what it means to submit to one another, to be able to go to your spouse and say, you know what? I missed it on that one. You were right. So we have to be able to do that as well. Uh, well, you're doing pretty good. If you're married as long as you have, you've only had to go to your wife several times and say you're wrong. You're doing pretty good because a lot of times, you know, a guy's got to do that several times a week. Right, right. Well, well, well yeah, same here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it is so important to understand that people can change right. that. And maybe somebody's listening to this who has abused their husband or their wife or even their children. There is hope for you. You can be changed. God is in the change business, and we need to ask his forgiveness. We need to ask his help, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, people can change so that they no longer do this. It's not just words on a paper. When he says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, he wants to give you the power to do that. You can, through the power of the Holy Spirit, actually do that and one again it's not just always about you can maybe say i've never punched my wife ever and never would but do you find yourself always having to be right well you, well and again there's something called verbal abuse right do you always See, have i, to I be was right? i was good at that one right win. there i never put my hands on my wife but i was good at giving her a good tongue lashing i can verbally abuse and again, as you start increasing in the knowledge of the Lord's will, he'll start revealing to you how that's not pleasing. Right. Remember, let your speech be, be pleasing to one another. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Where you coming down on your spouse all the time is considered corrupt communication. He said, let your speech always be seasoned 
with thought. And then plus the idea sometimes that you just always have to be right. Yeah. You know, so many problems happen in relationships with people because you just have to be right. You just have to get the last word in all the time. You always have to be right. You, you They have to always come around to your way of thinking. That's not right either. That's not giving yourself up for her as Christ gave himself up for the church. We, we don't always have to be right. We don't always have to get the last word in. But it is so important for men to understand that God can help you do this. This isn't just pie in the sky. This isn't just burying your head in the sand and say, and, and I think this has happened a lot in the church. You don't hear a lot of pastors talking about this issue. You don't hear a lot of pastors talking about domestic violence because I think it's one of those things that we would just like to think never happens, that we just bury our head in the sand a little bit and hope that it goes away. It does happen, but it doesn't have to. It's the same way a person's a gossip, but they don't have to be. A person might be a thief, but they don't have to be. You might abuse your wife in some way, but you don't have to. Because God wants to change us into the people that he wants us to be. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are able to do just what he says here in how we are to love our wives and how we are to give ourselves up for her. Now, when you go into verse 28, and we'll probably go a little bit farther here today. I don't know, but we're definitely in as the week goes on. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church. Did you hear that? In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. You referenced the scripture earlier that a man leaves his father and mother and cleaves to his wife and the two become one flesh. That's what he's talking about here is that you're one body now. You're well, one well, flesh. In, in verse 31, he goes to declare that for this reason, a man should leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one. Right. And so we're <laughs> one body. Right. We're one body. We're not two separate anymore. It's so, one would, body. so would you come down on your own self all the time? Well, if you're not, that's that's not, what he's saying here. Right. First, twenty-eight. Would yeah. you would you would you deny yourself? Would you would you beat up on your own self? Right. No one hated you his know own what? body. If, Do you hate your own body? Would you beat up on your own self if you had the mind of Christ? And I, I I'm gonna say no because remember we want to be spiritual us husbands. We want to be the head. So he said, well, would you beat up on your own self then? The answer is no. And again, you were talking about transformation earlier. And just, again, in Ephesians 4, he said, you have not so learned Christ. Well, if you learn Christ and all that he is and all that he said we are in and through him, you'll learn that he's the great physician. He's able to heal. He's, Jesus said it in Luke 4.18 when he went in the synagogue. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to set the captives free. Captives means you're captivated by something, something that's not of God. So Jesus said, I came to set you free from whatever that may be that's not of God. If it's domestic violence, a, a bad tongue, an addiction, he said, I come to set you free and to open the eyes of the blind. I believe that's physically, spiritually, and emotionally. 
So he says, come learn that about me. You know, freedom is in Christ. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So if you're a, a person out there that's in a abusive relationship or you are an abuser, and if you're a Christian, because I, I understand that Christians are doing the same stuff, <laughs> and we're not to be conformed to this world. When we say world, it means Satan's world, the kingdom of darkness. He's promoting that anger and wrath oh, and bitterness. That's he, his world. That's he's what come he to promotes. steal, kill, and destroy right, right from the start. And that's what he promotes. So us as Christians, we have to lay aside every weight and every sin and, and looking unto Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith. So we have to believe that God's able to deliver and set free. And again, I grew up in in Chicago, Illinois, and again, I believe we're a, part of, a product of our environment. And I grew up in the inner city and that's something we were taught as teenagers in the inner city, you know, that men have, men have dominance over women and, and you got to keep them in line by keeping your hand on them. I learned that as a teenager. It was programmed into me. So guess what I started doing? What I was taught. What I was taught by darkness. <laughs> yeah, so I started doing those things. But then I was illuminated by somebody and I was like, wow. So again... God's able to heal. He'll deliver and well, set see, free. and this is why you see abuse run in families. Yeah. You, you, a it person is abused, taught. and the next thing you know, they're an abuser. The environment just, they came out of. And that's what they learned. That's what they think is the way. And that's you would think, word. well, of course, that person never would, but yet then they that's what they learned. There, There is an answer, though, and this is what we've been talking about earlier and even right now. There is an answer to that. It doesn't have to be a cycle that continues. It doesn't have to continue. It it does, you can be the end of it. Because Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Right. Any generational curses, iniquities, he's redeemed, He's able to heal, to say he did it all on Calvary. All you have to do is receive it. It's a done deal. When Jesus said it's finished, it's finished. It means everything that Satan brought into the world, God's able to undo through faith in Jesus Christ. And you have to open your arms and surrender. You have to be open to deliverance. A lot of people are stubborn. That's not a godly characteristic, selfishness. You have to be open to deliverance and let Lord, this thing's got me. I don't want it in my life. Set me free. Well, and see, it's possible to have learned somehow, and you don't have to be in the inner city of Chicago to learn it. Oh, no, it and happens this, here. <laughs> this, it happens in, in Chico. It happens all over. Mm -hmm. um, people learn it, and they have to realize that it doesn't have to continue. And it doesn't matter what a person's sin is. It doesn't have to continue. But this is the one that we're talking about this week. It does not have to continue. Mm -hmm. Well, we're just about out of time. And uh, we're not out, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith or word. And we just want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927.
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.